This Watch Out for Fireballs extra episode is brought to you by two things. First, our amazing patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv who continue to allow us to do awesome stuff um, like the brand new Monster in My Podcast podcast. It's also brought to you by a, uh, a clarion call a friend of the show, Sean Franson. Um, his wife is uh, is running a GoFundMe right now for some medical issues. If you go to gofundme.com slash 239 N4QS. That address again is gofundme.com slash. See that this guy on this motorcycle obviously doesn't care about Gail's health. Uh, that is gofundme.com slash 239N4QS. Um, you can pitch in and help with their medical bills. Um, she is a really cool person. So uh, if you're able to give, please do. Thanks. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro game podcast episode. Yes. Extrasode. Extrasode. And this week we are reading your responses to uh, to our brawler special, uh, to Turtles in Time and Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mistara. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Before we get on to that, we have a little bit of follow-up here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started here with Dalton, cool. who uh, says via contact. Uh, just a heads up, the technical aspect of Portal isn't nearly as revolutionary as you make it sound. The Unreal Engine, for example, has been doing that kind of portally real-time space-twisting thing since at least Unreal Tournament. You could do seamless portals that are identical to what Portal does in Unreal Tournament and even hide it much better, uh, such as looking down a corridor and it seeming like one continuous corridor, while at the halfway point it actually turns into a different corridor in a different part of the map. You could even make the transition point one direction, so when turning around at the halfway point, you'd be walking back onto a different part of the map. Essentially, much of what happens in Antichamber is one-to-one, old-school, Unreal Engine tech. Yeah. So I made those claims, and in general, we were in an orgy of effusiveness at that point. Um, I knew that. Like, even, uh, like, Duke Nukem uh, 3D does a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff like that. Well, you know, there's there, there's tons of trickery to make even just those basic spaces work, let alone, like, custom maps and things like that. I think that what I'm so much in love with in Portal is the presentation side of it, even if it's not uh, technically impressive. The way that they kind of work that thing that maybe has been latent in 3D shooters uh, since then, kind of at the edge of these custom mm-hmm. things, into the main mechanic of it, that feels so uh, so intuitive and seamless. Um, even if there is a blue and orange seam around it, um, uh, just uh, feels like it contributes so much to the whole as opposed to being yeah. a trick. Portal is the first game that is about that. Yes. Yeah, it is. So whatever, like as somebody and this is something that I'm sure that like if we were to tap like Bob Mackie, he would relate to this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing a retro game podcast, uh, the temptation is always to say the first when really you just mean the first one that did it best. Yes. You know, and then there's always the uh, the chance that somebody's going to be like, well, technically this one did it yeah. first, or you forgot. Dot, yes, dot, dot. Yeah. and and it's like, yes, that is essential. Like that is true, and that is uh, important to the kind of function you're going to get out of an encyclopedia. For the purpose of discussion, though, or for the point you're trying to make, like yes, things could do this before Portal, but Portal was the first game that is like again, like about that. Mm-hmm. Like it used that. It's the point of that. Um, it presented it in a way that uh, is. You know, everything ties in that thesis. So, like, for mm-hmm. some intents and purposes, not all intents and purposes, but for some intents and purposes, it counts as as the first. Yeah. And so you know, it is, <laughs> this is going to sound very shallow, but um, in the interest of communicating efficiently, which we don't always do, we go on, like, side tangents and stuff like that. We're going to focus on kind of the story of the game as opposed to uh, hedging with what amounts to weasel words to say one of the first or so-and-so. And that imprecision is just something that we've grown to be comfortable with. 
Yeah, it is something, um, and I'm not calling out Dalton for this, but like Bob again had a tweet too, where he said like everybody who complains about podcasters getting minor facts wrong should have to listen to a version where they stop every five minutes to check on Wikipedia. Because <laughs> um, I mean, there's some truth to that, right? Like you do, you do some research, but little things, like some things are going to slip through the cracks mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, and maybe, uh, maybe other people aren't mm-hmm. and that's okay too. But to, that's, that's where we've decided to draw the, the line in the sand. Like yeah. there are historical, like that thing exists. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are just, uh, who can do that, that kind of hard hitting historical fact-based thing. But we've always been about the experience, you know, since the show began, it is about us, you know, and we, we, there's things to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there are facts that we say, Yeah. but it is, uh, if you were going to like write in your, you know, you're defending your thesis, you're going to be like, well, on watch out for fireballs. I said, portal was the first game that did this. Like don't use us to defend your thesis, mm-hmm. you know, like don't use us to, to anything that has that kind of stakes. Yeah. You know, it, it sounds like, uh, this is a defense of being sloppy, but, um, you know, like there's a version Dalton, like I, I recognize you're right. And I knew you were right. Like anti-champer is a fantastic, uh, kind of like technical exercise in mm-hmm. kind of like what you can express in a relatively outdated engine and reading about the way that like even Duke Nukem 3d levels are put together is, is, is fascinating from like a mathematical or technical side of it. Um, and there's a version of the show that is like, while there are engines that just kind of like let you exercise the, these peculiarities of it. Um, you know, before this, you know, before, you know, before portal and before source portal makes that into a key part of it like that, like that's probably what we, what you know, what we should have said. That wasn't necessarily a research failure. That was a presentation failure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a presentation failure and a focus, uh, choice. Yes. Like what we chose to, to focus on. So again, yeah. I don't want to sound like we're defending being sloppy. I think we are defending uh, on a certain level, um, you know, the way that we want to approach these things. And then also there being a certain number of hours in a day, Yeah. Uh, you know, so it is, uh, this is not uh, old, uh, you know, so, uh, the way that maps are constructed in, in first person games and stuff is not an area of expertise area for, of us. for us. You know, right. yeah. we, uh, we, we, it's a book club, Yep. you know? Um, so that is, uh, you know, we do some research, uh, but it is not, uh, we're not always going to hit everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so moving on from that to, uh, to the actual responses here. And thank you, Dalton, for writing in, because that is, that is very useful. Yeah. I didn't want to sound like I was, I was slamming. I don't feel like you're slamming us <laughs> and I don't want to slam you. Right. Uh, it is just a, as a generality, like yep. it is, that's where we've decided to, to make the line slightly fuzzier mm-hmm. uh for the good of the show yeah remember last year when somebody wrote in saying god damn it guys do your research it's ghouls and goblins not ghosts and ghouls or whatever yes <laughs> yes i i definitely i remember that <laughs> Which, and, like, uh, this is far more useful because it is correcting us and adding information and citations yeah and also the idea of us mixing up those two g words in the same franchise as a lack of research like yep. is is really ludicrous yep. um, and not just a, a vocal slip me thinks the you emperor know? has no clothes yes i get yeah. i get the listeners now yeah <laughs> um, you win uh so moving on to the actual responses here uh josh writes in via contact saying one of the weird drunk dad things that my weird <laughs> god damn it that is the penny on my tracks today is that sound um, or of this week or so since you heard that um, so Josh writes, uh what are the weird drunk dad 
things that my weird drunk dad did uh, was walk around the house reciting the digitized dialogue from the video games I played. Uh, he'd just walk around in his underwear saying shit like, The last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. One particular favorite uh, of his came from Turtles in Time. The first level, uh, titled Big Apple 3AM, was misheard by my, by my dad as Big Asshole 3AM. Um, and boy, did he say a lot, uh, say that one yeah. a lot, rather. Um, he also referred to McDonald's chicken nuggets as McPlugnuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that he managed to pass the bar exam. Oh, your dad sounds cool. Your dad sounds... <laughs> I want to meet that dad. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure that was a very, a very difficult upbringing. <laughs> So please understand when I'm laughing at this. You presented it for laughs. Does it does it sound difficult? I think it sounds awesome. I, I don't want to like it. It's amazing. I, I, you know, I think that... ass, go down to the big asshole at 3 a.m. It's like a, it's like a worst the worst convenience store. Like, oh yeah. man, that's pretty good. That's, that's a good story. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. I like um, I think that sounds great. Let's, let's, do, let's do a dad swap. Um, T- uh, Timothy says via contact. Uh, sadly, I think I missed talking about Warcraft 3, which was a revelation in PC gaming for me. I first played it uh, in an internet cafe in Thailand, of all places, the summer after I graduated high school. It was like Blizzard somehow gave RTSs some performance-enhancing RPG drugs by incorporating a hero system. I only mention this because I couldn't afford a new computer to play it, so when I went to college in the fall, I had to play through the entirety of the campaign from my friend's dorm room on his computer uh, like the penniless, leech college student I was. Turtles in Time was just like that experience. My dad had lost his job around the mid-SNES era, so we didn't even get the Christmas-slash-birthday video games that we did in the NES era. I was forced to go to a friend's houses and arcades in order to play it. That is, when I could gather enough quarters from the sofa cushions at home. I was such a TMNT fan in those days uh, that I would have done anything for more Turtles, even play Hyperstone Heist with, with great relish. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Hyperstone Heist. That's what I played when I was, um, yeah, I was a garbage kid. Trash boy. Yeah. Um, it didn't even occur to me at the time uh, that the third movie didn't really have anything to do with this era of video games. I was and still am all about the turtle power. Uh, if you go back and listen to the episode, so are we. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not I about like I, modern, like uh, about the idea of the turtles that exist in our head. Let's, um, let's see if we can find uh, some excuse on some show now that we have shows that capture like more or less any angle so we can cover any piece of media we want. Mm-hmm. Try to find some way to watch Turtles 3. That, <laughs> have you seen Turtles 3? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a, a fucking mess. Yeah, it, it is a, it is a dumpster fire <laughs> and uh, would be fun to talk about similar to how Resident Evil is fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, oh man. I'm just, I'm so excited about covering those different angles. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for writing in. And uh, yeah, that is, uh, we were also turtle maniacs. Yeah. Uh, what's with all these dad stories? Dads and turtles, man. <laughs> they just, uh, turtle dad. Yeah. They're cute when you, when you get them and then they grow up. <laughs> them dads. He's raising a baby dad. Yeah. Baby daddy. <laughs> Did you say baby daddy? No, it, it is. It is a baby dad. It is a small well, dad. I like the idea of a baby daddy just being like a, like a tiny little dad. With a diaper just got a little fiberglass shadow. Yeah. <laughs> You say a diaper in a checkbook? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, we've been recording for a very long time. I'm very laughy today. 
<laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Aaron uh, writes in via contact saying, Dungeons and Dragons Shadow of Rimastara is one of my top five favorite games of all time. It electrified my imagination when I was a wee lad and found it at the arcade on the military base my mom worked at. And I was convinced that it would eventually be released on the Super Nintendo because the SNES had enough buttons to handle the complex gameplay. Uh, check out King of Dragons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. when King we covered? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah that, uh, is, uh, that is a okay. It's not the same. It's it's, it's closer to uh, to Tower of Doom, but it is very similar. Continuing with Aaron's uh, message, uh, when it finally got a home release during the last console generation, I picked it up and tried in vain to get my friends to play through it with me. Dragon's Crown is a worthy successor, but nothing can take away the countless hours of entertainment I found in Mistara, and I return to it regularly. If I owned an ar- if I owned one arcade cabinet, it would be this, and I'm glad it's getting the WAF treatment. Yeah, we are too. Yeah, hopefully we did um, it justice. Another successor, um, I mean, if if Dragon's Crown is not your cup of tea, is uh, Guardian Heroes. Yeah, um, that uh, that Saturn game that is also released on the Xbox 360 Live Arcade. Yeah, we uh, we played that together um, yeah. when I was out there the first time, right? Yeah, we were going to. Um, that was when we first. Uh, that was actually the very first inklings of uh, the fact that a brawler was not going to make a full episode. Mm-hmm. So the idea was, and it's still this is still a smart idea, is to bank a, a lost episode at some point for you know breaking case of parent death. So we can not skip an episode. Yeah. You know, um, and we've always wanted to do that. We haven't actually done it. We are going to do it with Guardian Heroes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were also going to do it with uh, River City Ransom, too. That's that's true. Yeah, both those. And um, we were going to do that and then just have something just banked mm-hmm. um, with, you know, kind of a sad intro and, and a sad version <laughs> of the music. And then, something uh, and terrible then, has happened. Enjoy this yes. episode. Um, but we started playing it and we're like, we can't get an episode out of this. Mm-hmm. Like there's not there's just not enough here. Or like this would this is going to be like a forty minute episode. Yeah. And that was uh, maybe that was before split EPs, or we just didn't have the idea to do it, or we didn't have time because we were split EPs were the were the uh, year after that. The first yeah. split EP was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Mario uh, Mario Golf. Yeah. So uh, we just didn't have that idea then. So we were going to do Guardian Heroes. I still like Guardian Heroes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Shadow of Mistara more, mm-hmm. um, but just because it has that explicit D and ness as opposed to kind of an implied. Yeah. D&D-ness. As opposed to a Sega version of the D&D-ness. Yeah, so I don't, I don't need the Sega D&D. I want, I want real D&D. I want, I want uh, explicit uh, uh, written D&D, not implied mm-hmm. oral D&D. I want my, I want my <laughs> D&D. Yep. You can take yep. that, anybody who wants to be a YouTube fucking millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, sure. I'm giving it away. I'm just giving it away, Gary. I, I, I feel like uh, you don't have to worry too much about somebody making a million dollars with that. <laughs> Gary, I mean, yeah. if anything, you can that, never underestimate. Like, that 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 is uh, written on a piece of paper, uh, stained with coffee and crumbled up, in uh, the next to you know throne and next to the waste bin next to Weird Al. Oh yeah, definitely. In like 1987, after <laughs> after like a thousand other different uh, iterations. Yep. So, yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So uh, Sebastian says via contact. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't enjoy Shadow over Mistara. I ended up playing it as the cleric and was playing on the recent port to modern consoles. The game feels rather slow in general and ended up taking a lot of attacks from faster enemies such as the Hellhounds, and that felt like it dragged. Um, I did uh, like the stages, however, and the spell stuff was interesting. I feel like the ideas from this game are done a lot better in the game Dragon's Crown, which also has the same sort of theme. Turtles in Time, however, was a blast. I ended up playing the arcade version, which while it has less content than the SNES version, has better graphics and sound. Uh, this is fast-paced, fun, and short. The boss choice was weird in the arcade version. Remember Cement Man? <laughs> um, I think I called him Concrete Man before. Mm. It's Cement Man. Uh, but they are still a challenge, especially Leatherhead and Shredder. Uh, I much prefer Turtles in Time over Mistara, but they're still very good games. Yeah. 
Well, I'm happy that revisiting either of these brought you some joy, even if Mastara didn't uh, tickle you as much as it did us. It is slower. Like, yeah. it is a slow pace, slow pace for a brawler. Like, mm-hmm. it's like smaller, denser encounters. Less uh, less kinetic, too. Yeah. 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 And it's, and a lot of it, um, that kind of being able to outpace enemies is going to come to mastering those special moves. Mm-hmm. Like, that cleric, you know, as you played, that quarter circle thing is really devastating and quick. Yeah. Like, that's really necessary to, to kind of solo as him. Mm-hmm. Ben writes in via contact saying, it's always difficult to separate nostalgia for a game from your objective judgment of its merits, uh, as if that's actually necessary, he says in parentheses. In this case, that goes double for me because I first played this game in arcades with my friend, eventually wife, in the spring of 1997 before I went to college. Um, talking about uh, talking about the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mastara. Uh, we both sat down uh, and played it again on PSN for the upcoming episode. And everything from the Lodos War ripoff character design to the perfect butt rock arcade soundtrack worked its nostalgic magic on me. Even better, when my wife got sick of playing, my daughter, herself leaving for college uh, in a few months, aw, uh, took over. And we found, uh, sorry, and we had fun giving our characters ridiculous names while I lectured her about how this game was sort of the spiritual precursor to Princess Crown and later Odin Sphere and Dragon's Crown. Uh, uh, though there are far better games out there, uh, this one holds the unique honor of echoing over a generation of my family's nerd history. That's cute. That's a great story. Yeah. Also, uh, we forgot to mention Odin Sphere. That is a very good game. Yeah, I have not. I've not played Odin Sphere. Yeah, uh, I think it just recently got like a remake. I played it uh, way back when. But what uh, what kind of game is it? Uh, it's very similar. It's like a uh, brawler uh, Metroidvania kind of with a with a strong emphasis on uh, like item collection and combination and stuff like that. That sounds cool. Yeah, uh, it yeah, is uh, the spiritual precursor. So it was a PS2 game, and it was uh, the predecessor to uh, Muramasa: The Demon Blade. Okay, which yep. is the game I keep seeing on sale on PSP Vita. Yeah, and um, uh, and also the inspiration for a really good uh, Mountain Goats uh, B-side. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't an album track from uh, from the Life of the Days to Come. Huh? Yeah, that's that's an odd place of inspiration. But I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, wrapping us up, Brian says via contact. Okay, so first comment for Shadow Over Mastara is the obvious one. Welcome to the D and D world. Uh, which is the digitized voice sample that comes in the arcade there. Um, That's me saying that part. Um, With that out of the way, I have real fond memories of both D&D arcade games, but especially Mastara. Playing in an arcade with random people, spamming spells, was a great experience for school-aged me. Uh, I felt that by adding some RPG elements into a brawler, it really enhanced the idea of a brawler game. Uh, There was a lot of this at the time. Uh, I'd say this was mostly due to the increased co-op relations that spawned in the arcade. Use this spell now. I'll heal you. (laughs) <laughs> I hear uh, I hear spells renew after the boss. Use them all. Probably the only uh, positive experience I can say I've ever had with an arcade with strangers or in an arcade with strangers. And finally, I'll just say Green Wizard forever. Cloud kill all day and night. As for turtles in time, all I can say is that uh, what was the turtle that it was the turtle game that I enjoyed the most as a kid. Brawler games are a lifelong addiction. But I feel this is mostly due to how the previous TMNT game I played was the original NES game. After getting frustrated by those water levels, the idea of use staff on foot soldiers, eat pizza, look at kind look at kind of history stuff, just uh, seemed like game of the year in comparison. Yeah, yeah, I, it is. A, it is far sight better than the NES. <laughs> I played the I played the NES original one far more than this one though. The like, uh, the first NES one or the NES arcade one? Oh, the first NES one. Like yeah. that was a, that. I mean, we talked about that in the abject suffering, but that was a fixture in my yeah. uh, in my time. Yeah, as a, I, uh, as, as an NES kid. Yeah. yeah, I played it a lot too, but I I like this a lot better. Oh, definitely. Even the like, NES, uh, NES arcade game is really good. Oh yeah, 
So it's a like improbably good. Yeah. 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 It's very, you know, very, very cool and, and stretches that hardware quite a bit. Yeah. And that's the one where you, the, the, the first level is April's apartment. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Her, her impro- again, improbably, improbably large New York apartment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's the building. It's the apartment building. And like, she doesn't own all those hallways. And like, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. You know, I own the laundry room down on the fourth floor. <laughs> on my eighth floor apartment. Those are mine. Those quarters go to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the mountain goat song I was referring to is Enoch 1814. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you had the name, if you wanted it to end up in the, uh, I do. It's a very good song. I got to see yeah. them. Uh, I got uh, them. I got to see John Darnielle perform that live and it was very good. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody, mm-hmm. for your responses. If you have anything to say about Oregon Trail, uh, Typing of the Dead, or Fallout New Vegas, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yeah. Um, stories about your school computer lab go to the front of the line. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not really uh, like we're going to take all of them on their own merits, but like I want to hear about some computer lab days and computer lab nights. Yeah. Edu- edu- edutainment nights is a really good, <laughs> a good spinoff of this uh, this show. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh gosh so uh thank you for listening and thank you for writing in if you wrote in uh we already told you how to write in about the upcoming games uh including uh fallout new vegas if you want to support the show in a very material way you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv get some rewards and support us doing cool new stuff like uh the newest show on the network monster in my podcast uh which is great fun and i encourage you to listen to it it's duckfeed.tv slash monster in my podcast yep and that is uh if you don't know that is uh us going through the D&D second edition monstrous manual um, three times a week, sub five minute episodes, just kind of riffing and talking about our favorite thing about these monsters. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing about the show is that uh, there are literal infinite monsters. Like <laughs> we can get down to the vampire, the masquerade bestiary if we have to, like yep. we'll go there. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And actually I secretly want to do it long enough to move into Shadowrun because Shadowrun shit's great. Oh, me too. Um, like no, no questions are really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I have a deep and abiding love for for bestiaries yeah bestiaries and uh and monster manuals so um yeah so we're, we're doing that um if you uh if you can't support the show financially through patreon um ratings and reviews are huge uh telling people about the show is really really great um you know message boards these things pop up all the time where people are like hey what podcast do you listen to mm-hmm. um you know let people know yeah and uh, that, or like what podcast would you recommend for fans of this yeah that's really the only way we have to kind of spread the word we don't really advertise um when we do it's very minimal and it's very mm-hmm. targeted but uh like you are kind of our best allies in helping yes. to grow the community which helps everybody yes um yeah and uh we recommend that it's been we've been recording for a while so we're gonna uh, cut this admin stuff short you guys know what to do we really appreciate it though yeah and uh this is uh we with your support we want to do more and cooler stuff and yep. it looks and like we're <laughs> on the on that road yeah we've already started and it's great so, i love it yes yeah it's, it's really great so thank you guys very much i don't think we have deleted scenes really no. um so this will be the end of the episode um but thank you very much and we will see you guys again in a week Take care.